Hola, amiga. I believe the only way to create a life of your dreams is by taking massive action that makes shit happen. Basically, amiga, handle your shit. Yes, I said that. Handle your shit. Stop playing small and start breaking down cultural limitations, gain back your feminine power, and become the unapologetic and unstoppable Latina you were destined to be. This show is meant to inspire, motivate, and awaken your soul's potential. You will learn from business professionals, successful entrepreneurs, and creatives that will teach you mental corrections, insider tips, success strategies, and of course, a dose of personal development. I am your host, Jackie Tapia, lawyer, transformational life coach, and entrepreneur. I am also a wife and mom to a little badass Latina. I'm obsessed with changing the Latina's mindset and breaking down cultural barriers so that you can live your best life and step into your true power and start living a life of abundance in all ways and always. Join me for inspiring conversations with thought leaders and learn how to handle your shit. ¿Estás lista? Vámonos. Hello, 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 amigas, and welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. This episode that I'm about to introduce came about from another podcast that I was a guest on. I was a guest on my friend's podcast. Her name is Torn Bryn. She has a podcast that basically is about becoming famous for what you know. And I've had the pleasure of being in her circles now for some time. And she's been not only an amazing person with a genuine heart, but uh, she's an incredible strategist and brand extraordinaire. And she's also a publisher. And so she asked me to be on her podcast. And I said, well, yeah, hello. So I decided to post that podcast here on Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast so you can learn a little bit more about what I've been up to. And maybe you'll learn a thing or two that you didn't know already about me, but um, wanted to make sure that there was an episode just on purpose for the month of March in regards to women. And it's uh, it's the month of the International Women's Month, right? With that, we have an event on March 24th of this year at the Friendly Hills Country Club. And um, we're still selling tickets, but don't wait too long because they are selling rather quickly and you can definitely go get a ticket if you go on to my Instagram. You can find me at Jackie underscore Tapia dot one. Or you can certainly reach me through my website at www.amigahandleyourshit.com or JackieTapia.com. These tickets are going to sell out and I'm so excited for this beautiful event. And I hope you like this episode where I get to be interviewed and you get to learn a few fun facts about me in this episode. So without further ado, this is my conversation with Torn. 
Welcome to Become Famous for What You Do. And I'm so excited to have Jackie Tapia here, who has a podcast that says, Amiga, handle your shit. Yeah, baby. And so <laughs> I love the title. I love the sassiness, the fun of it. And Jackie, welcome. So what is that all about? Tell us. Oh, my God, Darren. Thank you so much for having me here. I want to say that Amiga Handle Your Shit is kind of like becoming famous. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> it's like you're handling it, like you're getting shit done. Sometimes I think we get so stuck in the minutia and the details. And it's like, girl, just do it. Just <laughs> do it. So <laughs> and it's interesting how it all came about, this name, because when I started, I'm like, should I do a podcast? Should I not? Should I do a podcast? Should I not? And uh, Michelle, as, as your our mutual friend, she's so amazing. And she had this course and I met with her and all that because she lives, we live really close to each other. And so she's like, let's meet, let's explore what this podcast can be. And so she's like, well, your community needs you. And I'm like, what? Oh my God. Are you kidding me? I'm like, they're not going to understand this. I mean, they, they know me for being a lawyer. Like, oh, what, what are we going to, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? She's like, they need to hear from you. And I'm like, okay. All right. So then we went out for my birthday with some other friends of mine and the word shit or handle your shit kept coming up. And so I'm like, <laughs> oh. like, it was kind of like a, like an epiphany. I'm like, Amiga, handle your shit because it's so true. Like in terms of my community, we're like, dale ganas, echale ganas. Like, come on, let's do it. Let's get it done. It just worked out that way. And Michelle was like, exactly. That's it. That's the name. And I'm like, all right, here goes nothing. And now I'm like over a hundred episodes in. <laughs> wow. <laughs> But what's interesting is what I love so much what we talked about in take two, which didn't happen because we had this, of course, right in the middle of a podcast, you have this gardener right in front of you working on their machines. So we had to start over. But what I really liked about was the download you had. We were talking about becoming famous and how people don't want to become famous and how you had this download of shining the light. And you're talking about your father. I don't know if you could... Tell us a little bit about that, because I thought that was a really interesting analysis, because what this podcast is really about is it's finding the light that's inside of you, creating a plan and to get the light out there because your light is important. Thank you. Yes, yes, totally agree. My father is a very shy man, a conservative, but yet he's a business owner he has this authority. He's got this leadership. And in doing so, being a part of this company, he needs to lead all these people. So it's like over 400 employees. But he does not like having the spotlight. He sweats. He does not like it at all. Now, I'm his daughter, his firstborn, and I am the opposite of him. I'm a lawyer. <laughs> I'm a lawyer. So the spotlight is, it's something that happens in my profession. Like you go to court and you advocate the position of your client. And so I don't get nervous about doing that. Were you ever nervous? 
maybe the first time around, yes. And then after that, you kind of get practice because the more you do it, I've been a lawyer now for 22 years. So I started practicing in 2000. So um, uh, back then, I I feel like I was nervous, but then you kind of get used to the rhythm of it all. But this all leads for me when I got a download years later, like I'm talking about 17 years after being a lawyer. At that time, I had ignored all the symptoms in my body, everything. I got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in 03. I had a really, really bad time. And then I got better. And then I had a bad time. And then I got better. So it was like a yo-yo, but still practicing law, still doing the grind, doing the hustle and all those things associated with making money as a lawyer, as a trial lawyer, someone who litigates. And in 2017, I was in a whole different ballgame because I didn't know what personal development was at the time until my my human angel tapped me on the shoulder and said, I know something that will work for you because at that moment in time, I was depressed. I was symptomatic. I had everything that you don't want to have, meaning in terms emotionally, I had a lot of anxiety. I had insomnia and it got to a point where I hated, like literally hated going to work. I hated what I was doing. I just was walking through the motions, you know, ignoring everything that was happening. And so when I got into those, the space of, in this personal development space in 2017, it was a game changer because as I was listening to the instructor, it made so much sense. And at that moment, when I received the download that my voice is supposed to be heard all over, this uh, nugget of stop living a micro life and start living a macro life. And as soon as that hit my heart, I was like, holy, what? What are you talking about? And I knew right there and then I said, I need to stop practicing law. And obviously as a lawyer, you can't just, all right, that's it. I'm done. Let's go. You can't, you got all these clients, you got all these ethical obligations and whatnot, but I, God started planting that seed in me. Like literally, I think I woke up and it really brought me to tears. The message, it was so powerful. I just, I, I'm so grateful that I received that message and I basically heeded his call. I didn't know how it's going to happen. I didn't know what I was going to do. I just knew that what I was doing at the time is not for me anymore. It's crazy. Really crazy. That's powerful. And you felt like your voice. That's quite a journey. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was. It was a yo-yo. I mean, goodness gracious. And here's the thing, like, you know, I, I always say God is always giving us messages but when the the student is ready, the teacher appears, and that's exactly what happened for me. I've been received, I've been like tapped in so many directions. My body was getting the hits of like, wake up, you need this depression, wake up, there's anxiety, wake up, this this insomnia. 
all these things that were happening in my body, but I wasn't paying attention because I got to be a lawyer. I got to do this. I got to make my family proud. They spent so much money on me and blah, 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 blah. So there was a lot of turmoil in my body. And as soon as I allowed for the intervention to come into my heart, I then started feeling so clear, like, wow, my body started just reacting in a different way. I was getting to be happy again. Like I was really happy at one point in my life. And finally I was like, oh my God, I have joy now. I have joy now. And so sorry for interjecting, but was, so your, was your joy not there when you were a lawyer? Or is it just you weren't balancing it? I had joy in the beginning, but my body was doing something weird. And that's the thing with MS. Yeah, I had no idea. And the more I worked, the worse my body got. So I started then, well, I got to do this. Like, this is all I know. What else am I going to do? And for years, I, I just kept pressing on. In, in fact, my husband would say like, Jackie, you should stop practicing law. And this is like before I even had 10 years under my belt. He says, you need to practice, you need to stop. I was like, what am I going to do? And he's like, you're humanitarian. Like, this is not for you. It's because in law in practicing law, being in court, you're fighting, you're fighting for your life. You're taught to win no matter what. Right. And you get paid. And you get paid and you want to get paid in a way that you win, right? That's what the client expects. You, They want a winning result. And so whatever it takes, that was my approach. Whatever it takes, just get it done. Years later, like I said, when my body started just really, really testing me and I realized like, you know what, what I had dreamed about becoming a lawyer being the first in the family to go to law school, to have any education, I felt like, okay, now I think it's time for me. Like now, okay, God, I'm changing the trajectory of my life. Everything I do now, it's, it must be in alignment with me. And, in, and it was a process. I have to tell you, Torin, it was like a, a big process. It took a long time just to from that moment in 2017 to today, but it's work, but I'm happy. It's like, it's like, I'm so happy now. <laughs> it's like, I have all this joy. And when I get on the mic for Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast, I use my skills as a lawyer in the sense of like, I'm a great listener and I'm a great interviewer. And I still have that technique that I practice day in, day out as a lawyer doing the practice of law. But now I get to do it in such a fun way where I don't have an, I don't have opposing counsel objecting to my <laughs> question. I don't have a judge making a decision. None of that. I don't have that added stress. I just, it's just me, my mic and my guests. And I love it. And it's like, wow, how incredible. Like who knew this was going to happen? So, so bless, so bless. So you transitioned from a lawyer to a podcaster. Yeah. (laughs) It's a humanitarian. It's so crazy. Like I, to even recall my prior life, 
I think as I'm writing my book, I go back and I'm writing um, like a chapter and then I recall certain moments because, you know, part of what I'm doing is I teach amigas how to live more uh, an abundant life and not be so limited by our culture and what, you know, our society as uh, Latinas, all these impositions. It's a beautiful culture, but there are a lot of limitations. So as I'm writing this book, I go back and I even cry because I'm like, wow, that's my lower self operating. And now that I'm in my higher self, I see it as clear as day, like, wow, I have so much compassion for her because she, she knew what she knew and you can only rise to that, which you are exposed to. So now that I've been doing this, I just want to share it. I want to share it worldwide to understand that we don't need to live within these compounds. We don't need to live with limitations that we get to decide what we want in life. And it may be outside of the box and that's okay. If it's an alignment in your life, just go for it. So what was your greatest fear by leaving being a lawyer? What was it about that stopped you? Was it the money? Was it the prestige? Was it, or was it that you loved it so much, but yet maybe those components you were the, able to take with you now, right? Like love talking, interviewing. I'm not sure. What, what, what do you think? I think... That uh, for me, I love and enjoyed helping clients, but I don't like the other stuff. I enjoyed going to court at some point in my life as a young attorney because you have so much energy as a, as a young person, right? And then age comes, you have wisdom, and then you and things are happening every day. And I felt like, oh my God, now I get to allow my spirit to guide me. And guide me in a way that that serves me. And if it serves me, I'm putting more into my cup, then it will overflow versus the opposite. I was pouring into everybody so much so that I was getting depleted. I felt like a wilted flower. <laughs> so let me ask you this. As a wilted flower in your profession, could you have stayed in your profession and filled the wilted flower with water? Mm. Or was it the health got so far along that you weren't able to assimilate that? You know what? I sometimes often think I'm like, maybe I could go back now that I know, but here's my fear. And, and this is a fear that I have. I'm always saying like, just jump in, fear, fail forward. But one of the things that comes up for me right now, as you're asking this question is like, I correlate having that energy around me to getting sick mm. because I've been gifted with, with having empathic abilities. And so I feel that as I am right now, I get to protect my space and going to court is kind of, I'm with other people that most likely are not at their happiest because who, let's face it, who wants to go to court? You only go there because you can't decide or you need to get an order or whatnot. Usually it's not good energy. And so if I went back to practicing law, 
I feel like my, my intake, which I used to, I always had an intake, my intake, rather than the issue, I'd be, my intake would be like, how aligned are you? (laughs) (laughs) Do you, have you ever taken a personal development, (laughs) you know, like, because if you are like super aligned with your highest self, well, first of all, you wouldn't need a, an attorney unless you're you're trying to draft a contract for some sort of business. But I like literally like my intake would be different, like literally different. But I feel that I wouldn't have any clients to think about. Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's be honest. The people come to me was because they had problems. And you were there to solve the problems. That's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> When did you know that you were famous for what you do? I'll tell you when. There's this restaurant that I go to in, in Downey. It's so funny. I'm going to give it props. I've been going there since the, since the 1980s, okay? It's a little <laughs> restaurant, literally, a little restaurant. It's called Pailoon. I went to go eat. I was walking with my parents because they, they, I met up with them for breakfast. And I was walking with my parents And then all of a sudden, someone opens the window and says, Jackie, Amiga, handle your shit. And I was like, what the? (laughs) And I was like, I looked at her. I'm like, who is this? But it was so, it was so fun. It was fun. Put it that way. Like it wasn't because she was my client because I've had that before. Right. But it was like, it was funny. It was like. Oh, I'm getting famous. <laughs> Funniest thing. Funniest Isn't that thing. Fun? Yeah, it was fun. But you know, I I I'm getting famous for my podcast. It was really neat. I mean, it was really nice to to be known that way. Cause you know, like I do the podcast. I don't get paid for the podcast because I love doing it. And I love who I interview because I feel like if my community can learn from these amigas, I mean, I'm already doing my job. I'm doing God's work. This little seed that God planted in my heart, I'm doing it and it's an action. And so just what a blessing. I feel like so much bless, so much blessings. So what are your rules for handling your shit? What are some tidbits that you've learned from the download, from having to face leaving profession you thought you loved or the obligations, you're more married to the obligations, seems like to me, than it was to the profession itself. And it kind of became hollow. How did you handle your shit? And if you told your younger self and you gave that younger self your book, what would help ignite to handle the shit? (laughs) Oh no, so much. Oh, to handle her shit. I'm telling you, listen to the signs. Oftentimes we just go about our days without really paying attention. And I had so many signs for the past, you know, I, like since the 2017, when I completely changed everything of my life, I had so many signs and I just ignored them because my ego was, you're a lawyer. What makes you think you can do anything else? This, you know, hierarchy of needs, the significance of it. I was tied to that title as the the one that goes to court. And it wasn't until I let go of my ego, 
I let go of these um, labels as it was back then that I then was listening, opening my heart, doing things that I never did before, which is I was doing more meditation. I meditate every day. And for me, meditation is praying at the same time. I've been more, more aligned with my spirit than ever. I mean, than ever. And so what helps me handle my shit is really getting quiet and listening to the message because at least in my, in my case and in my opinion, I'm always receiving these messages from my higher self, my God, my Mary, and just sending me these messages. And now because, because now I'm living my life with intention, I'm hearing them loud and clear. I first pay attention to what spirit is telling me, and then I take my next move. I think it's so important that if someone really wants to handle their shit, like in in all respects, they should first get quiet and really pay attention to the signs because they're all over. I mean, like right now, I just looked up and it said one, one, one. It was like angel signs, like right here on my computer. And I'm like, one, one, one. Oh, perfect. But you know what I mean? Like that means that God is, is saying yes, in my opinion. Whenever I say something and I, I receive an angel number, I'm like, okay, thank you, God. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that. Now I get to move. Also, I also ask, is this your path? Like, show me if this is the way I should go. Believe me, I quickly get an answer. Sometimes I don't. Don't move in that direction because God, my higher self, knows better. Knows that there's something different ready for me. But if you think about the signs, and I totally resonate with you, like how you just ignore, 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 ignore. And then you go against your still small voice, as I call it, and you pay the consequences for it. How did you start to finally listen? What was that moment that made you say, I have to listen? Was it the download? Was it something else? Like what your husband's told you for years, for 10 years to tell you to quit, and yet you don't. And it's interesting because my my brother's wife, it's the same way. She looks back on her career and she goes, well, I wish I had gone a different direction sooner, but I wasn't listening to the signs. So what is it about us that don't listen? And how did you start to listen and take it seriously? Was it because you were sick? Truly, it was, I was already living in anxiety. I was depressed, but still I had this face, you know, like smiling and all that stuff and just not showing my deeper self. But I had a human angel, literally. Someone tap me on the shoulder and say, I know something that has helped me in my profession and in my personal life that I think will help you. And it was at that moment She saw me for me, not the show off, not the mask, the lawyer mask, but for the human. I always thank her because I'm like, if it weren't for her, I probably would have still been insomnia, 
still anxious, still all these things. And my health getting worse and worse and worse. I know that. I feel it. I understand that. Was it a friend of yours? She's a friend of mine. Yes. So it was a person for you. It was a person for you that made you realize you needed to listen to your signs. Someone that took you more seriously than yourself. Oh, yes. Who saw and had a solution that was completely different than taking a pill, just go take a vacation, like these temporary solutions. Like she saw something that that she knew that I would blossom, that I would heed the call. And so because of her, then I got into that room where I actually heard God say, and when I say that, I don't mean like, oh, this is not, not like the Moses, like actually God appearing to Moses, but in my spirit, my heart, I really, that's when I heard it. But it, it started because of her tap. Your mission is to be the person that taps people's shoulders. There you go. Boom. Right? <laughs> yes. Yes. I see you. I hear you. Now get your shit together. <laughs> yes. Let me help you. Let me help you get your shit together. Now I'm the one that can say, I have something that I think could help you. And you make it fun. Yeah, I make it fun on a greater scale. And and I hold these spaces for these beautiful souls who take my courses. And, and it's so like instantaneously that switch. Tony Robbins talks about a two millimeter shift. It may just be that, something so tiny. But when I'm leading in my courses, there's something magical that happens because when we get together as these amigas, these women, oftentimes, more likely than not, it's the only opportunity they have to really be authentic. Like literally, these are high achieving women, Latinas. Some have been divorced. Some have, have suffered great crimes. But finally, they, ha- they feel like they're being heard in a way that is so safe and sacred and protected. And so I'm just happy that I'm like a facilitator, a conduit for their greatness, because I know I see things as someone who's empathic and I feel things. And I already, I kind of know in my heart, what's the next step for, for her. And I'm just in awe when they finish the course and I just see them just like rocket launch. I want that for everyone. I really do. I really, really do. Because I think that we can stop taking Paxil because I had to take Paxil or what's the other Prozac, all those things. Because I, I mean, I'm sure there are people out there that need it. Yes. But there are those like me who have gone into these spaces and no, and no longer need them. Right. So you help these women, they take the course, so they, you tap them on the shoulder, they come to your event, they get this realization. What's after that? How do you get them to take the next step to let their gifts shine? 
So, you know, they take the course and they have all these like tools and hacks and I present them with experts and whatnot. Obviously, they have an opportunity to attend an event that I host every year that I started. Oh my God, I I keep thinking I'm next year, but I started this year where they can tap in with other women and then they get to form, form their own masterminds and they get to do collaborations together. So that's like the part where I'm like, oh my God, I love it. And now that I'm writing this book, I feel like it'll be a good little bedside book where they can go back and like, I have some exercise in there where they can go back and be like, oh, you know what? I remember she said this in chapter, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go try that exercise. So something for them to carry with them to help their journey, their transition. You know, I talked to all of them. I stopped the course because I'm writing this book and I knew I was going to have the event in a couple of months. So that's why I was like, okay, I can't, I can't focus on too many things because then I'm not focusing on anything. Right now, I I have this event coming up and I have the, the book that will come out. And I still have, you know, I text with them. I kind of sometimes send them messages just as reminders. And hey, how are you doing? Checking up once in a while. Not often as I wish I could, but as much as I can. That's like, that's super important. Oh, so funny. Because I was, the day you had the event, I was in the building. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I just didn't know that you had it. And I was like, oh, I should have been there. Yeah. And it was so much excitement. You could see all these women go in and and we were there for a meeting and I was like, oh, this sounds so amazing. And the room was completely filled up and and it's excitement. It's it's beautiful. Yes. And it had the pandemic allegedly was done and everybody wanted to be out. Like I knew that if I wanted to, if I felt the need to be in community, I mean, I knew others wanted to be in community, especially like for us as Latinos, we love being together. We just do. It's the concept of the family. You know, we grew up with that mindset of like family first, family first, although I've got issues, but, (laughs) you know, but we have chosen families. So that's, you know, I I really felt that we as Latinas, because it was a women's only event, that we had an opportunity to support one another in a really beautiful space. And my hope was like just to change by one degree someone's mindset that day. Just maybe they heard like your menopause and something's happening. And then you heard that one little piece that made the change. And that's it. I'm not here to make monumental changes, but... If I could be a part of that, I feel like I'm actually being successful because for me, success is fulfilling my divine calling and that's it, you know? So every little piece, it's like a block on top of another, 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 another. It just makes my life so filled, so full of joy coming back to not having joy for a long time. I'm just happy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but isn't that isn't that lovely uh how becoming famous is not about having celebrity being known everywhere it's about making sure you shine your light to influence others and i believe when you do that 
you're at your happiest place. Mm, yes. Yes. That's shown with you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you think of someone that's famous, not celebrity, but like famous that you've really admired or a mentor, someone that's really influenced you, who would that be? And what was it about them that you really liked? You know, I don't want to be all cliche about it, but I would say my father. And I say him because he's such a calm man and he handles his shit, obviously. (laughs) He came to this country in 1969 and has been able to build such a beautiful business with his brothers. And I really, truly admire what he has done. He's been one of my When I graduated from law school, like my dad, he's like, he was so, so proud. He was crying because he only has second grade education. And for him, I felt like the degree was for him, if you will. Also, for me, it's all about my kid. I understand as a mom how he felt. He is my mentor, my my role model. Like he's just he leads with such grace and I love his motto in life. And what's that? It's Dios y negocio, which means God and business. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you say the Spanish again? Dios, Dios which is God, y which is and, negocio which means business. Wow. And he took that from his father. I have adopted it because as he's saying that, he's leading in a way where God is centered. Like first that. All good things come through the Lord. I love that about him. And he's just, yeah, I adore him. (laughs) He's been on Amiga Under Your Shit podcast. He's just so a very truth talker, very honest, and I like that about him, but he has a heart of gold, and I feel like I'm him. Like, I really take after him in that way. I feel so lucky, so lucky that he is my father and that I have such a beautiful role model in my life. So yeah, there's my one person. I mean, I have others, but that's the most important one. I love it because when I ask people, they usually say that and then they always have a motto or a lesson that holds them to the reason why that person is. And and you have a motto now that other people are admiring. Amiga, amiga handle your shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love saying it. You know, I always so, crack uh, myself too when I say it down like shit. <laughs> but it is. How do we handle it and how do we live forward? So when is your book going to come out? Next year. And maybe you publish it. <laughs> yes. And then you'll have to you'll have to come back and we'll talk about it. Is there any reflections on your life? Like if you look back on your journey and learning how to shine your light, listening to the angels that, that come to you figuratively and, and in our hearts, what is the last parting thought you would give to my listeners? Mm. Listen to your divine calling. Whether it's the same as somebody else or not, but just listen, listen to that divine calling because we all have it. We all have it, but 
Our society has built us to ignore these things. Ignore because, oh, I got to get, I got to put food on the table and it doesn't matter. And I got to just always on a rush, like slow down, (laughs) slow down. It's not a race. There's some people that say time is money. And I'm like, no, it's not. Ask Steve Jobs if time is money. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. It's not. Stop, you know, trading your time for money. Stop it. Stay still. Get quiet. Listen to the divine. Listen to that. And really pay attention. And then once you hear it, then move. Take action. But really, really you don't need to take action just because so-and-so said that this, da, 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 da. you know, as a lawyer, we have deadlines, right? And I hate that. I hate deadlines. But yes, we all have deadlines. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. But why rush it? Why rush it? Stop trading your time for money, people. <laughs> gente, gente. Stop gente, trading. gente. So the conclusion is, Don't trade your time for money. I totally agree. And really listening to your voice. Such a great reminder, Jackie. I I love that. You're going to have to come back with some Amiga. (laughs) Amiga spices. (laughs) There you go. Love, love, love. Yes, I'm, I'm honored to be here. For your listeners out there, I officially met Torin not too long ago. And from that moment in time, I'm like, oh my God, I need me some more torn. (laughs) (laughs) But we need some Jackie time. So where can we find you when you're not on my podcast? You can find me at www.jackietapia.com. That's my website. And also you can find me on Instagram, Jackie underscore Tapia dot one. Or on Facebook, I'm on Jacqueline Tapia because I got that one a long time ago. I think those are my social media handles, I think. I don't That's do great. Twitter. I don't do Twitter. I don't do anything else. That's good enough. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so wait. So and then my some, podcast. Yes. On, Amiga. You can find me on Apple and all the major um, podcast players. Wonderful. So we know where we find Jackie and Jackie will be coming back. And I just want to thank you for your words of wisdom today. Thank you so much, Torin. I truly, truly love and honor and respect you. And I love you too. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Amiga Handle Your Shit Podcast. If anything resonates with you today, please share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to share it on Instagram, Facebook, and other social media platforms. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at www.amigahandleyourshit.com. Thank you so much for listening. Gracias y hasta la próxima.